Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're glad you're here. I'm Kevin McDonald, your host for this grand adventure, and I thank you for joining us. You see, our mission is to create a positive, personal connection to all things with courage and love. We invite terrific guests, interesting topics, and great conversation, all in a fun, entertaining way. And we always manage to learn something, too. So I hope you will stay right where you are for this episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. And it is a Wednesday afternoon, and it is kind of dreary in Seattle, but it's beautiful around the planet. And speaking of beautiful, we have one among us that is extraordinarily beautiful, talented, and has got uh, some some incredible things to say about our planet, where we are, where we could go, and uh, how you can live your life more authentically and uh, more real. And she's with me now, and I'm very pleased to be able to say that and i'm gonna massacre it i just know it i just i just, I just know it zaran uh carson is with us um and no that's not right zara zara uh, carson zara carson i want to put an end on it i don't know why it's okay. <laughs> you you are in you you are um a wonderful person who's got a great company you're a founder and CEO. Um, you are on several boards of, uh, um, and you're with a um, a board for a nonprofit that is actually entitled uh, World Happiness. I think that's what we call World it. World Happiness Foundation, correct. And you're all about trying to make our world a better place. And I think we're kindred spirits. And I'm very pleased that you're here to talk about your newest work amongst everything else, which is six weeks to happy. I just love the title of what you did there. And uh, we were discussing before we got on about energy and about vibration and, and how it all plays together and how that we can kind of harness it. Is that, have I capsulized it kind of correctly? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and thank you for the beautiful introduction. That was very, very gracious, Kevin. And I'm so happy to be on your show. Um, I'm very excited about this book, Six Weeks to Happy, and to share this with everyone because I think, you know, I think we all need this. And I think, I think people need to understand that there's an end point. You know, some of these things in order to reduce stress, to have more joy, to have greater happiness or greater wealth, they're really just small shifts and it's all around mindset. And if you have the right tools, you can unlock all of that in a short period of time and in as little as six weeks. And what was cool was you wanted to make it a book that was really deep and heartfelt and, and touched a lot of things, but you also wanted to make it light and happy. And that's, that's, that's really cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yes, we are absolutely on the same mission. So I'm very, very excited to be here and get to speak with you, Kevin. Well, I, I'll tell you, you know, we talk about energy a little bit on the show and, and, uh, and you use the same quote that I use for, for um, Think Energy that Tesla did. Uh, but if you want to think about energy and vibration, um, it, can, it can literally change the world. Um, how did you get started down this, this road of, of seeking energy and trying to help the planet live a little bit better? Uh, well, I don't think I was, I was really, well, maybe I was always seeking it because, you know, 
timing is always perfect and there are no accidents and your path is your path. So, you know, <clears throat> I firmly believe that I was, I was definitely led here. Um, but if I can start out and share a little bit of my story. So I was born in South Africa during apartheid, which, as you can imagine, is uh, a challenging time and a challenging circumstance for a child to really process that level of, you know, discrimination and segregation of the human race. You're, you're too young to understand what that all means. And so the human mind seeks out a way to explain things and it seeks out a story to tell itself because we need to add meaning to the events in our life. You know, I think it was Helen Keller that said, we go through life, children go through life blindly. You know, they, they play, they fall down, they get hurt, they brush themselves off, they get back up and they just keep on going until something happens one day that forces them to question why. So it's either a traumatic event of some kind or some, some situation that just feels a little wrong. And then the human journey and the, the human condition is that we search for an answer to explain it. Whether or not it makes any sense, whether or not we're old enough to understand. And what I decided about myself in that moment was, oh, well, I guess I'm not enough. I'm not good enough to be that or to be there. And, you know, as I went through my journey, we then moved to Canada and I just found this, this mentality and this mindset really fascinating. And I thought, well, not good enough is not good enough for me. That's not going to be the end of my story. And as I started going through my research, I started studying psychology and then I took countless self-development, self-analysis courses. And I came to realize that, you know, these fears, these sort of self-doubts, this not enough story and other versions of this are actually really common. It's it's pretty much universal. Every human being, as I know, goes through some version of this. And so I thought, well, I need to figure out how to unpack this so I can get past it myself. And once I figured that out, you know, I always had a sense I was going to work with children and work in nonprofits and, and wanted to help the world be a better place and improve the quality of people's lives. But I didn't really know how I was going to do it. And as I started to figure that out for myself and I came across some sort of formula of daily practices and, and rituals that shifted my mindset, I thought, I thought, okay, this is something. I've never felt more peaceful. I've never felt more joyful. I've never had the ability to create so much wealth and abundance. I, I literally would think of something in the morning and it would show up by 5 p.m. that night sometimes. Like it was incredible how things were changing in my world just by shifting my mindset. And once I started to unpack it, I thought, Okay, what do I need to study in order to really understand the science and the data behind this so that I can teach people to do the same thing for themselves? And so I studied neurolinguistic programming and hypnotherapy because I wanted to understand how the subconscious works. So if we're 5% conscious mind and 95% subconscious unconscious, I mean, that's huge. The way we think and feel and operate in this world is only a sliver. We only have 5% access. So how powerful could we be if we were to tap into that 95%? And as I started doing the research, I said, oh, that not enough story, that lives in the 95%. And I was able to rewrite my story and change it so that I was unstoppable. And now I want to teach other people to do that. But that wasn't enough. Then I needed to understand you know, optimal brain health. So I studied neuroscience. I wanted to understand 
Is it a balance of figuring out the neurochemicals? If we get enough dopamine or serotonin, is that the secret to happiness? Yes, sure, it's one of them, but it's it's still not enough. And then I sought to figure out, okay, so if psychology is taking us from you know, mental, emotional distress to neutral, what takes us beyond neutral? Well, that's positive psychology, essentially the study of happiness. So as I studied all of these different fields, I realized there are some patterns in this data. And then I had a 25-year career in management consulting, mindset coaching, and consulting where I was dealing with C-level executives and I had dealt with budgets of one to 50 million. So, you know, large teams, large size budgets. And I started to see all of the data in my studies, but also in my coaching practice, in my consulting practice. And I used all of that data to figure out how to distill simple strategies that people could put in place and implement in their life so that they can have more happiness, so that they can have more time, more money, more freedom. You know, I mean, when we think of freedom, we don't really just think like, yes, let's go off and travel, but how good would it feel to be free of worry? To, you know, that have that certainty that you're okay, that your family is looked after, that your bills are paid, that you don't have to worry about retirement. You know, really strong, powerful stuff. And so that's how I ended up, you know, coming together with, the rewire system, which is research-based, is basically taken 30 years of data that I've collected through all my studies and my work career, and I've put it into a system that's easy to learn, and it's three tools per week over a six-week period, and it literally retrains the brain back to calm, out of survival, and teaches you how to thrive. So I'm super excited. I will tell you, it is amazing to me that because a lot of people would like to believe that energy is real, that, and, but then there are a lot of people that say, oh, now that's a woo-woo thing. That's, that's just too far out there. I am so glad that you've actually done some clinical research behind your work so that you understand that it's all connected and that is, you know, the energy that we have is an important aspect of who we are. And if Absolutely. we can, you know, if we can have positive, lovely energy and can affect other people, we can change the world. But so many, so few people believe that. No, I, I all right, back up. Beep, beep, <laughs> I can't say that so few people believe that, but it, it seems like the, and you, you said it, you, you said it, the stories get in the way. How did you change your story? Well, I mean, there's lots of strategies to learn to shift that. But the first thing you need to do is really to understand how the, the workings of the subconscious run. So if you think of them as, so the brain is like a supercomputer, if you will. And then your mind is your operating system. So your computer is only as good as your operating system. And if you're only tapping into 5% of yourself and that 95% is running the show, so think of how you start your day, for example. You wake up in the morning and you just, you have a set of activities. You go, shower, whatever order you do this in. Maybe some people get a coffee first, some people get a shower first, whatever, whatever your order is. And then you meander your way to work. Back when we were commuting before Zoom. And, you know, and you go about your day. And at some point, as you start your day, the worry starts to set in and you're already beginning to feel stressed. So if you think about it, if your operating system is that 95%, your unconscious mind, and you wake up in the morning, what's running the show? It's your unconscious. You're, you're literally running on autopilot, if you will. So 
how do you tap into that so that when you wake up in the morning, instead of just surviving and running an autopilot, you can choose to thrive instead? I mean, if you could choose, consciously choose to wake up and start your day differently, start off in the right mindset, then it just, it sets the tone. So I did a number of things. One is obviously this NLP training, which helped me understand the workings of the subconscious and the fact that this really is the human journey. There's nobody in the world that gets to separate themselves from past trauma. We all have life events that have happened traumatic things, you know, I don't want to call it PTSD, but we do have trauma, whether that's a loss of a job or a loss of a parent or loss of a loved one or some strange situation, a loss in a sense of belonging as we're developing and growing up, for example, that forced us to say to the world, maybe we're alone. So what I started to see in the research was there's really, you know, all of these fears that we all have as human beings really fall into one of five buckets. And I can't go through all five, but I'll I'll talk about the first two. We talked about not enough, for example. So I'm not enough doesn't really sound, it doesn't always sound like I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough. It can sound something different, like I'm not sure everyone is capable of creating that much wealth and abundance. I'm not sure I have the education to achieve that or the resourcefulness to achieve that. I'm not sure I'm creative enough to achieve that, but it's some, it's still some version of it. And if you chunk it up to the abstract, I'm trained to listen to the language, the coding of the operating system. So it helps me to understand and un, it helps, sorry, helps me to see and unpack when clients come to me and when my own language is operating within me and pull it apart and say, okay, this needs to shift. This is no longer a story. And so you can start to collect evidence and retrain your brain, but it doesn't, it's not just affirmations. When you do an affirmation, it's not just the words because words are just a small percent. Words are just 7% of communication in any form. We really have to, so if you wanna say, for example, I wanna feel peaceful instead of stress. I wanna feel calm instead of stress. Well, okay, I want to feel peaceful instead of stress. Does that give you a sense of peace? No. No. If I say I want to feel peaceful instead, and you take the time to really let that wash over you and embody it so that you're vibrating, we're talking about energy, so that you're vibrating at the level of peace and you feel that throughout your entire body. As you do that, you're starting to retrain the brain and the body back to calm and really embody that feeling of the word peaceful that you're talking about. So now you're taking thought and energy together and moving them together. So there's a number of things you can do to retrain the brain. One is understanding your particular patterns. Two is taking some tools like I have in this book, in the six-week program, that can retrain your brain back to calm so that you can find that certainty again, so you can free yourself from worry and stress again. I mean, you can eliminate stress forever because If you're looking to be more joyful, if you're looking to change your story, the first thing you need to do is figure out what's preventing you from getting there in the first place. And it's usually the things causing us stress and worry. And how we do one thing is how we do many things. So if you feel like you're not enough in this world, it's impacting you in your personal relationships, but it's also going to impact you in work, in your ability to make money and create wealth and feed your families. And another, so a second one of those fears is I'm alone or I'm not supported. And again, it doesn't necessarily sound like I'm alone. It might sound something like, 
And this one is a really familiar one. So you'll probably hear this a lot. If I need something done, I need to do it myself. If I want something done right, I have to do it myself. Does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, yeah. Most people, right? most people are that way, yeah. So there's, there's variations of the story. And if you understand the language of the subconscious like I do, um, I've taken these five fears and I've laid them out in the book and all the variations, like the most common variations, so that people can start to see which is theirs. And it's usually one or two that's operating within them. It's not all five. But most people have one or two really strong ones. And if you can recognize it and name it, then you can catch yourself when it's happening and you can make that shift consciously and shift into a new mindset. And then you start with the tools to retrain back to calm. And once you have that and you've removed the obstacles, then you can have more joy, more money, more peace, more freedom, more time with your family, deeper connections and love. It's a game changer. What do you do when when there's when somebody has a, the wrong the the wrong mindset and they believe that they have the right mindset uh, and that's just how that's, that's just how negative the world is it's just a naughty place it's 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 trouble and I can't get into what I need because of somebody else and there's blaming and there's rather than taking responsibility for themselves and saying this is what I'm going to do and so forth how do you, how do you switch that is it is it as easy as NLP or which, by the way, is neuro linguistic programming, which is a really cool thing to do. <laughs> I highly take think that somebody should look into that and we won't go into it here, uh, but go look into that because that, that can actually change your brainwaves and things. But uh, but because there are people that refuse, they absolutely refuse to allow goodness, mercy, happiness to enter their lives because not only don't they think they deserve it, but. They don't think it's available, that it actually exists. How do you fix that? Well, there's usually three stages to getting anything done. First of all, you need to be able to conceive of it. And second, you need a strategy to make that change. And then third, you need to take action. So, you know, if you've got unconscious underlying beliefs telling you the world is this way and here's how it operates and everything that hasn't gone well is not your fault, well, in the coaching world, the first thing we do is we have clients take some form of responsibility. And, and we actually say in the coaching world, you are 100% responsible, 100% responsible for everything that is occurring in your life. That's uncomfortable as heck. That's uncomfortable as heck, but it's also really powerful because now you're not, you're not sitting in a space of effect, you're sitting at cause. And what that means is you're not a passenger in your own life. You're choosing to get in the driver's seat. So you can choose to be a passenger that's complaining or you can choose to get in the driver's seat, but it does require action. So if I can do the work as a coach of helping you shift those unconscious beliefs, then put a strategy in place and give you a plan to get there, all you have to do is take action. That's much easier. One of the issues is that most people don't even know where to get started. That's right? Yeah, most people think, let me get a coach, let me get a therapist. Most people are actually opposed to it entirely. And so it's like trying to navigate through life with an outdated map. How are you going to get there if you've never done it before? Get a coach. <laughs> I wanted to ask you because um, you've worked with CEOs and yes. you sat you sat in in the presence of 
see a lot of people consider ceos a different thing than we are we're like we're normal people and those guys are different somehow. <laughs> they're a lot more special or they're a lot more educated or they've they've got the magic touch or whatever but they're the same people as us they've just figured it out a little bit better or they're doing the really intelligent thing get a coach Yes, absolutely. And you're right. I have sat with a lot of CEOs and I will tell you this, you know, most people forget the human factor. They may have developed their professional persona to a point where they've achieved that level of success and accumulated that much wealth. But on the inside, there's still that scared little child, that little boy or girl that never got to fulfill, you know, fully develop their self-esteem or their confidence in healthy ways. So while they may be successful at work, their personal relationships may suffer. Nobody gets to escape this. You have to do the work. I mean, you have to do the work to go down this path of choosing to grow or evolve, or you stay stuck. You can either stay stuck and keep complaining about your life, which I call surviving, or you can choose to thrive. You can find a way to shift those unconscious beliefs. You can get a strategy and a plan, and then you have to take action. You have to be able to do whatever it takes to get what you want. If you can do that, everything changes. You know, so the one thing that uh, you remember the secret when, yes. that, when that came out. Wonderful movie. I highly encourage anybody to watch it. There was one piece of it, however, that I'm a little, little in disagreement with. And that is okay. when, when they said, uh, you know, you do the, the, uh, um, the dream boards and, and you have the positive mindset and stuff. And that is all necessary for you to achieve it. But you also need to, or let me change the wording there. If you want to succeed to your highest level, you have to work at it. You have to be passionate about it. You have to love. The reason that you're successful, I believe, is because you're passionate about your work. You're passionate about helping people. You do the research. You've gone be the extra mile to get it done. And then you're willing to put it out there to everybody. And unless you're willing to do those things and, but frankly, excuse the expression, work your ass off. You might not achieve to the highest level that you could get if you were to do that. Am I am I miss something, missing something? Am I wrong there? No, I think I think you got most of it. I mean, I agree with everything that you're saying. But and I also agree with the fact that you can't just put a vision board out there and you can't just do affirmations. I mean, the reason a vision board works is because it allows you to that that first part of the three-part strategy to get anything done it, it gives you a, a, a it allows you to create a space where you can conceive of it so if you can conceive of this really grand lifestyle where you get to be on a five-star resort and you have a loving family and you have accumulated so much wealth that you are comfortable and you are happy and you're living a decent quality of life so vision board allows you to create a vision for yourself. I think the piece that, that was missing, um, for me anyway, was this piece about the subconscious. So if you don't know how to get into your operating system and get an upgrade and make that shift, all that unconscious stuff in your 95% bucket is what's preventing you from having the life you love now. It's preventing you from the time, money, freedom you want. It's preventing you from that deeper love and connection and feeling safe in those relationships. It's preventing you from having that certainty that you really want in your life. If you want access to it, you have to envision it, but you also have to remove what's stopping you now and then have a strategy and take action. So 
you know, for me, part of the strategy is, is removing of the obstacles and putting in place new tools, more empowering tools like rewiring your brain and retraining your brain back to calm. You know, we, we evolved to be good at survival. We didn't actually be, you know, we, we haven't evolved to be good at happiness or success for that matter. And that's why it's almost our very nature that counteracts our, our intentions for a better life. And this is where I think most people get stuck is they don't know where to start because, again, it's beyond our awareness. It's beyond our control at this point. So if you want to get out of the back seat and jump in the front seat of your car and get in that driver's seat and take action, I can show you how to do that. Just give me six weeks. And uh, Six Weeks to Happiness is the name of the book. You can pick it up at Barnes & Noble, I'm sure. You can pick it up at all the major booksellers. You can also go to your website, I'm sure, to pick it up. And, Correct. And, and your website again is? www.getzend.com. That's G-E-T-Z-E-N-D.com. I love that. I see. I was I was a bus driver for eleven years, and uh, which can be a very stressful occupation um, at times. And and guys would say, you know, it's so tough, and it's it's so it's and and stuff. And I said, well, get your little Zen garden out, and and sit in your chair and with your little Zen garden, and then you you can relax and have a better time. But you know, it's it, what I also discovered when I was a bus driver is that I could change the energy of the entire bus with my behavior and my energy level. It was, it was really a phenomenal uh, thing that you can, that, and we don't, a lot of people don't recognize that we have that ability, that we can change everything about our lives. Um, and like what you've done and what you teach other people to do, it's, it really is phenomenal. So uh, what, what made you decide to do uh, six weeks for happy? Well, six, six weeks to happy, happy with, um, thank you. Uh, Six Weeks to Happy was really born out of all of these different areas of research. So, you know, it's not just, we really had to look at the fact that we are not just our physical bodies living in this physical world. You know, there's a lot more to it. If, if you tell me I need to reduce my stress, okay, I can look at maybe diet and exercise. Exercise is a great stress buster, sure, and it gives you happy, happy hormones. Um, you know, you get those endorphins and those feel good chemicals racing through you, but it's not enough, is it? It's not enough to take away the stress. It might be a good stress relief in the moment. It might feel good for the hour or the hour after we're doing it. But what gives us long lasting change? And as I started to do this research, I figured out in neuroscience, there's this um, concept called neuroplasticity. And what that means is the brain is not actually static. It's dynamic and changeable. And in fact, it changes so quickly, it can wire and rewire in 10 minutes. So if we're, let me put it in an in a easy to understand way. If we wake up in the morning and we're ready to start our day and we have that set of thoughts and feelings and the thoughts are something like, oh my God, how am I going to get through everything I need to in a day? What feelings, what are the emotions that go with that? Well, now you have stress and worry and nerves and, you know, maybe frustration. And then those get bundled together. And over time, we hardwire that into our system. So we wake up and the, by the time we have the thought, oh, I have so much to do today, all of those other emotions that get bundled with it, oh my gosh, oh, now I'm so worried and I'm feeling nervous and I'm feeling stressed. And you start to feel the physical symptoms as well, that palpitations in your chest. So 
we evolved to be good at stress and on high alert for danger. So we have a built-in fight or flight system, a fight or flight response, if you will. And what that used to do when we lived in the bush and, you know, in, as cavemen, for example, it would serve as a gas pedal, help us flee from danger. So if there was a predator nearby, we literally had to run to safety. And so what happens is that fight or flight response kicks in, gets pushed like a gas pedal. We get this rush of adrenaline so that we can rush off and flee and, and reach safety. But in past, what used to happen is once we were calm and there was no more threat, our brains were able to signal our bodies to say everything is fine, we can go back to calm. Nowadays, with life being so busy and how many different pings do you get on your phone every single moment? Everything, right? I mean, we have how many different social media channels? We have how many different, we don't even have one email anymore. Most of us have three, four email boxes or inboxes to attend to. Then we have voicemail, then we have text messages, then we have WhatsApp messages. I mean, every single time my phone pings, it is something that is requiring my time and my energy. And most when of, that happens, most sorry, of the time, right now. You, I right. need this to be done right now. You, you can't put it off. It's got to be done right now. Absolutely. So think about what that does to you. It's every time you get a ping on your phone, every time you have something in your life demanding your time, money, energy, whether it's your family or your job or paying of the bills or decision making, all of that takes energy from you. And we're so tightly wound. What we've done is we've unconsciously strengthened our stress response, almost like you would train a muscle in the gym. You lift weights, it's going to get stronger and stronger. We've strengthened our stress response over time, and we've forgotten that we actually have a natural ability to get calm. So part of the techniques in this book is to retrain the brain and the central nervous system and the body back to calm. Once you're calm, you can actually put in place new things that will allow you to have more joy, more time, more energy, that will allow you to create abundance. It's very difficult to be stressed and happy at the same time. <laughs> it's, it, that is a balancing act that, that I'd love to have, but I, it doesn't work that way. Right. So remove the stress, find the tools to remove the stress. And there are simple strategies. You know, I can teach you 100 strategies, but I've, I've chosen the top 18 to go into the six-week program. And there are strategies you can implement in, a li in as little as 10 minutes per day, honestly. Shift your mindset and your whole life starts to open up. So there were tools in neuroscience. There were tools in positive psychology and how to manage our energy levels. Again, most people don't actually ask you as you go through life what what makes you happy? You know, I started coaching people. It's shocking, right? <laughs> I was just thinking, it's so true. Who who would think, hi, hi, Mr. Employee, are you happy today? Nobody wants to know if you're happy, just how busy, how much work you're going to get done. Yeah, absolutely. They just want you to be productive. You're a workhorse. You know, they're interested in performance and revenue and margins going up. Yes, um, but you, the person, what do you need? You know, and the answer honestly was every single one of us is different. We all have a unique set of talents. We all have a unique set of needs. We all have a unique set of values. Values are what's important to you. So if you value autonomy and you're in a clingy relationship or a 
where a business relationship that's very demanding of your time and you no longer have enough independence to make you feel happy and aligned instead, what do you think it's going to create? It's going to create a state of stress in you, a constant state of stress in you. But you can make slightly different choices and you can just course correct. You don't have to do anything huge like quit your job or go start a business. It's small little tweaks, small little tools that you can learn to shift your day and make it more manageable. And once it's manageable, then you can learn the tools to elevate and expand and go beyond. And so that's what I was trying to deliver with this book is really what are the, what are the top strategies? Make it simple, six-week program, because we know now through the neuroscience evidence on neuroplasticity that the brain shows signs of lasting change in that six-week period. It peaks at 35 to 42 days, which on the outside is six weeks. So if I could teach people and give them a unique, personalized daily practice that they can put in place, and it doesn't have to be something you're uncomfortable with, I have lots of variations on the tools for everybody to learn so that you can go through the six-week program and come out much more joyful, much more certain of your abundance and feeling like you really can't fail. You know, it's interesting about that because I know you've worked with a lot of CEOs and, uh, and, and leaders of all types. Yes. And they're just now uh, in the last several years starting to figure out that how the attitude of the employee is, is as important as the work they produce. Because if they are concerned, if, if you're in years past, if you're if the CEO of your company were to walk up to you and say, hi, John, how are you doing today? How are things? How can I help? How can I help make your job better? No, nobody ever did that. But when they start doing that, it changes the entire um, energy level of the company uh, because now it's not how much work can they get out of me. It's that, no, I'm part of the team. They really care. And they end up working harder. So it actually is, it's counterintuitive. You think if you crack the whip, they'll work harder. But the reality is if you take care of the, them and their needs, they'll work harder. Yes. I think you're speaking to a need, you know, it's, I, I call them core needs, core human needs, if you will. We all really need to feel valued. And it's actually not feeling valued is the number one pe reason people usually leave a job in search of a new one. So if you allow people in whatever environment to feel seen, heard, important, valued, that goes a really long way in terms of, I mean, if you've got a stack of things that need to get done on your desk every day, are you going to do it for a team or a boss that doesn't value your contribution? Or are you going to do it? Or are you going to work 10 times harder for somebody who makes you feel a valued member of the team, like you are a necessary part of, of this company, of this team, of this organization? So absolutely, you're right there. You know, what's interesting is that most of the time, our stress starts not on Monday morning, but on Sunday night when we start thinking about what we're going to have to do next. What's, what what we got to get up in the morning? We've got to go to work. Oh, I remember Friday wasn't so good. You know, and so rather than taking the mindset of it's going to be great, I'm going to have a great time and it's going to work out just fine. And knowing that it's going to work out like it's supposed to then because you, you said that before every there every, everything's got a reason everything happens for a reason and yeah. uh and you have to if you believe in that um you can eliminate a lot of stress in your life 
Completely agree. Completely agree. And and you're right. I mean, most people get that sort of stress hit. What what time would you say? Like six or seven p.m. on a Sunday evening. And I was like that for years myself. But now that I have the tools, I can actually say, no, no, it's it's not Monday morning yet. It can wait until tomorrow, you know, and really just shift back to enjoying that last few hours of that last evening of relaxation because we need to recharge. We have to replete our energy. But again, when you're on autopilot, you just go automatically go into worry mode and you don't have the tools you need to catch yourself, shift out of that and make a choice to feel and think differently and be in the present moment. And so you've been a coach, you've, you've learned a lot of things. You're, you're working with CEOs, you've written books. What's next for you? Do you want to run for president? I'd vote for you, by the way. Would you? Oh my gosh, that's, that's huge. Thank you. What a great compliment. Um, no, I don't think I want to run for president. I think, you know, I, I was coaching for many, many years and I loved how fulfilling it was to really see that change and, and watch people transform in front of my eyes. I mean, we're trained to read, read the physiology. So you literally, as you teach people these tools, you see the stress in their face change. You know that difference when you meet a friend and they just look happy and you haven't seen them for a few months or a few years. And you know, when they say, I'm doing really well, I'm in such a good place. You can see that on someone. Their energy flows differently from their bodies. You talked about that earlier. Their face looks different, almost like 10 years younger. You know, you've taken that stress and tension away. So when you're not dealing with those mental and emotional stresses anymore, because they hold physical space in our body, they they create tightness in the chest, they, you know, that chronic stress that I talked about earlier from all those years of fight or flight actually has us struggling. So it creates a, it's called allostatic load. It, it creates a load like wear and tear on our bodies. And so when you, when you transform someone like that, it's incredibly powerful. But I thought, I thought this stuff is so good. People really need this because I think one of my gifts is to take complex bits of information and be able to simplify it for people. And so I decided at some point I knew that it was my mission and and my joy actually to be able to teach this to people so that they can have the tools to do it for themselves. And so, yes, I've written the book Six Weeks to Happy, but I'm going to take it further and, and it's going to develop into coaching programs so people can actually have a live coach as they're going through the program. And then we're going to develop it for coaches as well. We're going to develop the Get Zend app into a newer, brighter version than what it is now because it, it accompanies the book right now, but we're going to actually develop it over the next six months. So it's a coaching and training platform as well as a, a meditation app and a relaxation app and a performance app. So I'm, I'm very excited. That's really cool. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I'm looking forward to, to all of that because I got to ask you though, how does it make you feel knowing that you've written a book, which six weeks to happy is that kind of book that there are people that you will never meet never in your life that you will affect profound change in that has to make you feel really good. It's, it's humbling. And I'm, I'm, I'm just filled with, you know, I feel blessed. I feel blessed that I was able to access this information and, and realize this is a solution that people really need. You know, if people want to really take action and they're ready, it's just small little shifts and they can, 
it can make the world of difference in their lives. You know, it can really put them on the path to greater success and to wealth and to happiness and better health and all of those beautiful things that we want. So, I mean, I feel at times I do feel a little overwhelmed with gratitude. I'm just, I'm really happy just to be able to, you know, help people improve the quality of their lives. So I'm grateful. You've done a wonderful job and you're going to continue to do a wonderful job. It's, it's great to meet you. Will you come back and see me sometime? Thank you. Likewise, Kevin. And absolutely. I would, I would love to come back and talk with you at any point. And, you know, we said at the start when, uh, when we were starting out before, before we actually started the show here that we're definitely aligned in our mission. And so I want to thank you as well for all the great work you're doing because the world needs you. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it, it's, really is my mission because can i tell you a quick story absolutely when i was doing positive talk in 2003 and i was funding it myself and eventually i ran out of funds and had to terminate the broadcast and on the last day of the podcast as a matter of fact it's on one of the podcasts that i've produced um i said it was going to be the last time on positive talk radio because we had all kinds we had gary zukoff we had neil donald walsh we had a bunch of really empowering people that in all walks of life and uh, I got a call and the, the, the phone, the phone lines filled up and I got a call and it was from a lady. She said, uh, I'm in Bainbridge Island and I just want to n- let you know that your show has meant a lot to me and Linda, who is, is an Alzheimer's patient and I'm her caregiver. And uh, we listen to you every day because it is, it's the only thing that gets through to her now is your laugh. So apparently I have a, have a unique laugh. And so it, that taught me that we have an impact beyond just our physical selves of what we can do for people and how we, and that, that is all the way down to the cashier. If you're nice to the, the grocery clerk and, and especially you better be now because they're risking their lives um, and stuff, but it's, it's something that's really important. And that's why talking to someone like you is why I exist is because you can bring incredible change and happiness to the world. And that's why I'm so proud to meet you. Oh, thank you so much, Kevin. I mean, you know, I can completely understand what what this woman was saying. And and kudos to you for being a caregiver as well. That's a huge undertaking. You're obviously, you know, what we call a light worker and a nurturer and a healer in this world and and you're bringing this information to the masses so i should be thanking you um, <laughs> no, amazing. no all, all i do is deliver the message i'm like uh, john the baptist i just deliver the message you're you know <laughs> I'm, no i'm not going to put you in his shoes but but you know it's uh, but is it but it's awesome and i'm glad to see that you're continuing on you've got a great company which by the way the name of your company and the website is Get Zen, so you can go to getzen.com, G-E-T-Z-E-N-D.com. You can also just type in the words six weeks to happy.com and you'll get to the you'll get to the Get Zen website as well. And uh, you've also got the uh, six uh, what's the name of the program that you have in in that? So it's also called Six Weeks to Happy. There's six weeks to happy for individuals, for coaches, and then we have a corporate wellness program as well where we teach these tools and techniques in the corporate world. So if you have a larger group or an organization and you want to shift the mental and emotional health of your, your corporation, of your company in as little as six weeks, that's called six weeks to workplace wellness. 
we don't need any of that. We're we're just really happy in the workplace. <laughs> that that could that all by itself could change the world. So it's 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 really important. Um, I we're running out of time together today, and I want to honor your time. But I'm going to set myself aside, and I would love for you to talk to the audience now and in the future, and tell them whatever you'd like them to know. Oh, thank you. Well, I would say, you know, most people are either surviving or they're thriving. You know, if we want to do something different, it's time to stop walking around and and wandering through life with an outdated map. It is possible to change. If you want a different outcome, then we have to change our behaviors. And if we want to change our behaviors, we have to learn to think and feel differently. So get out of autopilot. You know, if you're trying to get to a new destination, With an outdated map, it doesn't work. You're not going to get there. First of all, every successful athlete or business person I know has a coach, whether it's Tony Robbins or Tiger Woods in the golf world. You know, in school, we had coaches for all kinds of sports. If we had a coach to learn to swim, how can we go through this much bigger game, much more complex game called life without a coach? I mean, get a coach and you're going to do it so much better. I promise you. And like I said, you know, there are hundreds of strategies I can teach you. What I tried to do is I really tried to take the top 18 strategies. And so you can implement these tools in as little as 10 minutes per day in just a period of six weeks. Don't wait. Start your journey today and get on the path to better wealth, better health, greater success, and much, much more joy. It's time to have fun and have that excitement back. Let's let's destroy stress. Let's destroy all that fear and self-doubt and step into your power. It's time. I wish I'd have said that. That's really cool. (laughs) 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 And that's why I give you a moment to do that, because that's really awesome. Six weeks to happy. Six Uh, weeks to happy. uh, Zara Carson. Mike, did they did I get that right this time? Perfect. All right, Zara Carson. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, you know, you're your joy, and thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm humble. Thank you for having me, Kevin. And uh, if you'll stay right there, I have to do this and I'll be right back. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on Mind Dependence Report.